We're starting uh, a series today called Gifted, uh, dealing with the Holy Spirit and how he has gifted each and every one of us. I'm good. You don't need that. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. You know, when you, when you grow up uh, out in the country and you, you know, I'm, I'm used to growing up in the country and getting out there in daylight and get out there in the fields and you work and, you know, you adjust as the day goes on. The hard part is when you in and out of air condition all the time, amen? And if you got one of those jobs that gets you in and out, that's, that's the hard part. Because it makes you want to hustle back in that truck and get that AC blowing on you. But, uh, yeah, we, I, that brought back memories of being out in the field and my old dad's 67 Chevrolet pickup truck. It didn't have air conditioning anyway, so you had to drive the windows down. So you just... I remember it being so hot. This week of July, 1980, some of y'all weren't even born, but for a whole week, it was 105 degrees and higher. 105, I almost thought I was gonna pass out in that cotton field down there outside of Oglethorpe, Montezuma, Georgia. But I can tell you what, man, it was hot. It was so hot that when we went down the road, you wouldn't put your arm out the window because the air was so hot, you, you kept your hands inside. That's hot, isn't it? Amen. That is hot. But anyway, I chased the rabbit right there, but that's okay. But the good news is I've addressed this issue with Dr. Royal, the principal here, and I'm hoping that that dumpster right out there is to catch this air-conditioned equipment on top of this building, and hopefully soon their budget's been approved and they'll have the resources to be able to, to get the air working throughout this area. They gotta get rid of schools just around the corner, isn't it? It's just around the corner. So we're starting this series called Gifted. And it is gonna be, hopefully, an enlightening series for some of you. And some of you might be thinking, well, what does this gifted mean? Do I have a gift? And or do is this how does this differ from a talent that someone might have? And so what we're gonna do over the next several weeks is we're going to be looking at some really cool topics like what is a spiritual gift, what's its purpose, and why, who gives it, uh, what, uh, when do you receive your gift, uh, what are the different gifts, and then we're going to look at all the different gifts, and I'm going to give a definition and explain all these gifts, and then we're going to actually I'm going to give you some things and tools you could use to where you can go and you can do a survey to find out, if you don't already know, what your spiritual gift is. And so you'll be able to find out what it is and how to use that gift and for the kingdom of God. And so that's what we're going to be doing over the next several weeks. And I've been wanting to do this series for a long time. Uh, just hadn't, I had to plan it, and I said, well, you know, summertime, and this, we're going to take it right into our birthday celebration on August the 13th. So we're going to take this all the way through to August 6th. And I guarantee you, you're going to learn something. I guarantee you, you're going to be able to take your gift and then begin to use it if you're not already using it for God's glory. And, and you're going to see what it's all about. Well, here's what I want to share with you first. Uh, it's a verse out of 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Go ahead and turn there. If you don't have your Bibles, it's on the screen. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 1. It says this. Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I do not want you to be unaware. 
Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren or sisters, I do not want you to be unaware. Now this word unaware means to not know, to not understand, or to be ignorant. Okay? Now I messed up one time in church calling my wife ignorant. Okay? I did that. I, I meant to, to use the word naive, but I used that word ignorant. And I, I paid for that that week. Uh, and I had to explain to the church next week. But you know what ignorant means. It means you just aren't aware. Uh, you haven't been educated in that area. And my wife's certainly not ignorant. She's far more educated than I am. But the thing about it is, when, you, when Paul said this about spiritual gifts, I do not want you to be unaware. He's saying, I don't want you to not know what your spiritual gift is. And then he goes on to say, and I don't want you to not understand what your spiritual gift is. And then the bigger part is I want you to, to be able to use that gift for God's glory, which takes us into this next part. Spiritual gifts versus talent. Spiritual gifts versus talent. I will say this. Every, every person has a talent. Every person is born with perhaps a talent. And talents result uh, out of genetics and of training and while a spiritual gift results as, a, as being given by the Holy Spirit himself. So you know people that you go, man, that person is just so talented. Or perhaps they have a singing gift. Have you ever met someone that you go, man, you know, America's Got Talent is the show that's out there and all these other shows like that. But it's not America's Got Spiritual Gifts. It's a different thing. Somebody can sing and they have a talent. What happens when those that get on that stage can't sing? They get booed, don't they? Or hear, they hear that buzzer. It comes on there. Or those judges hit that buzzer. And you know what? But people are judging. Have you ever known someone that might have had a talent and they were good with singing? But when you heard them sing, it was more like, or even in church, they might have been gifted with a talent. But they didn't have the spirit while they were singing. Have you ever seen the difference in church before? I've been everywhere. I've seen people in church that had great voices, great talent, but it was no spirit whatsoever. It was like a performance instead of being, you know, when a person that has that talent and has the gifting of the Holy Spirit and is anointed by the spirit, when they sing, you know what it does? It draws you to God and not to themselves. It makes you worship God and not worship man. And you know, you know how you know the difference is after they finish, you're all you're all wanting to clap for how great an artist they are, or either you're going, man, how awesome God is. Because you know that's what you've got to look for with people that sing and lead in worship. Are they taking people to the throne of God? And you know, I know a lot of people that have talents as far as speaking abilities. And man, they, they're great at speaking, great at communicating. And they, they have that kind of gift. But there's no spiritual meaning or significance behind it. I've, Henry Blackaby, one of my favorite authors and, and people on this planet, Henry Blackaby has written Experiencing God. 
And he's written a book that I'm going through right now called Spiritual Leadership. This, this book was out many years ago. And, and the world is dying for leadership and principles of it. But spirit, Henry Blackaby says, you know what spiritual leadership is? It's moving people onto God's agenda. It's moving people onto God's agenda. There's many great leaders out there, Sean. But they're getting people to do their agenda or to build their kingdom or to build their empire or come and go with me. We're going to build this great business together. They'll do that. But spiritual leadership is moving people onto God's agenda. It's getting people to see, hey, this, this isn't about me. This isn't about us. This is about God's kingdom. I don't know what you're saying. Just tell me, son. Oh, there's not? Okay. Well, then I'm going to be wrapping up. Caleb's back here doing signs. I don't know what he means. But he, I just was informed there's no air in back with the children. So, hey, if there's no air back there, bring them out of that area and get them, get them you know, out here. You bring them in the back. It won't bother us. Okay? All right. So I'm going to abbreviate this even more than what I planned on doing. All right. But here's a verse, next verse. Going down a few verses later, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 7. It says, but to each one is given the manifestation of the Spirit. And notice what's given. Each gift is given as a manifestation, which that word means an expression or an exhibit for the common good of the people. That's why gifts are given. You know, I've, I've seen people brag about their spiritual gift. And I'm like, why are you bragging about your gift? What do you have that you did not receive? And why do you boast as if you did not receive it? You can't, you and I can't brag about our gift. Or some people go, well, I got this gift. And all, you just got that little gift over there. And they want to elevate a gift. Listen, the Spirit gives out the gifts for the common good. And it's not about us. It's really as, it's for us to serve others and to glorify God. And we're about to see that. But this word is interesting. This word manifestation means expression or, or, or exhibition. So you and I have been given a gift as an expression or an exhibition for the common good. So what does that mean? Have you ever gone to uh, one of those uh, exhibits that they have at these fairs and all of this, and you'll see exhibits all around when they have that, is to show people their product, is to show people what they have to offer. And when you and I have a spiritual gift, what we're actually showing the world is that we're showing, we're on display showing them the gift of God and what God is doing in and through us. So, you know, even if, if somebody has a talent or a gift and they, and they compliment you, you can quickly turn that, well, listen, if what I have, I give glory to God. Give glory to God no matter what. Because God, my friend and brother and sister, shares his glory with no one. No one. So if you want to get the glory for a gift or talent or whatever it might be, then guess what? then there is no reward with that. But if you transfer whatever people see as that exhibit or that expression, and, they, and you know what? When a person has perhaps the gift of mercy, 
and they are able to show mercy to people and love on people when they're hurting and going through a real time of need. And people see that. And they, they go, man, I just see that mercy all over you. And when somebody has these other gifts, and we'll go through them all, and you begin to see it, you, you, you don't want to envy that person. You just want to thank God for that person because that gift is for the common good of all of us. So that's a good thing. Notice he says on down here in verse 11, but one and the same spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually just as he wills. So check that out. Who's given the gift? The Holy Spirit. And see, all people, every person can have a talent. But it's only Christians and believers that have a spiritual gift. And there's a difference. Every person may or may, I believe every person has some type of talent in their life. But only those who have been born again into the kingdom, only those who are Christian and believers that have a spiritual gift. Because it's given by whom? The Spirit. And he's distributing it each one individually just as he wills. Which that means, that lets me know, I don't get to pick the gift I want. The Holy Spirit gives you and I the gift that we need for the common good of everybody. That's how it works. You know, you might desire a gift. Paul said desire to prophesy more than speaking in tongues. That's what he said. Desire to do that. But here's the deal. You might desire, but the truth is of the matter is we don't get to pick it. The Holy Spirit gives us the gift that we need in order for the common good of everyone. And so this next verse that I'm going to give you all is really the springboard for this whole series. It's when I was reading it one day, I was like, that's it. That is it. That's, that's, that's the whole basis for this series called Gifted. Turn with me to 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 10 and 11. 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 10 and 11. I have it on the screen for your sake as well. Let's see what God's Word says here real quickly as we wrap up. 1 Peter chapter 4, beginning in verse 10. He says, And each one has received a special gift. Employ it. Employ it in how? How are we to employ that gift? Say it with me. Serving one another. You get it? We've been given a special gift for serving one another. And notice he goes on to say how we are to serve as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. So I've got written in my uh, notes in my margin here, there, there are two categories over spiritual gifts. And I remember, um, Tammy knows about this back in place when we did all of this. And I remember when we went through it and I shared some things with Tammy that she began to weep after she found out what those gifts were and why. But, and I wept too. But there's two categories over the spiritual gift. And one of them is a serving gift. And the other is a speaking gift. Okay? Those are the two umbrellas. And every gift falls up under either a serving gift or a speaking gift. Now some of you in this room, you go... Man, I don't mind serving in that nursery, but if you were to ask me to come up to this stage and say something, I think I would pass out. 
I think I would die. Is, is that some of you in this room? Yeah, that was you. Okay. That was me. That was me. I'm with you. Man, I'd serve behind the scenes. I'd do anything as long as I didn't have to talk in front of people. And so when God dialed my number up to call me in the ministry, I was wanting to say, God, you got the wrong number, but he never dialed wrong numbers, okay? So you don't have to worry about God dialing the wrong numbers. But when he did say he wanted me to do it, I was like, I can't speak. I can't speak. And, and then he said, well, if I could speak through a donkey, or you could think of the other word for a donkey or mule, and he did that in the Old Testament, if I could speak through one of them, I'd speak through you too. Okay, so I, I laughed about that and said, all right, Lord, here I am. Use me. So I'm not saying that God will do that to you, but here's the point. If he does, listen, if we're his children and, and he's our father and we are to follow what daddy says I mean he's father God when he gives us a command to do it then we should obey it amen we should and I think he knows what he's doing and you know what blew me away uh, was Linda Fleckinger had taught precept ministries and she brought in some of their teaching to explain that there was serving gifts and speaking gifts and so whenever I went and took my spiritual gift test and I saw what my top gifts were and I began to look and I wanted to find out is that a serving gift, is that a speaking gift? And then I've come to find out that four out of my top five are speaking gifts. And, I, and if I had taken it prior to God calling me, I know that it would have been four out of five would have been serving gifts, maybe five out of five. But what, where God called God equips. And when he gives you something to do, it could be for a season. Now, I believe this. I believe the Spirit gives a gift. You might receive that gift at the moment you were saved. Some people teach that. Or I believe he can change your giftedness through the years as you mature in your walk. And he can give you a gift for that moment and for that season of time. Because God is the one who gives these gifts. And so we're going to, I'm giving y'all a lot of stuff this morning to think and chew on. But the main thing I want you to see is that's, that's one part. One category is the servant. So let's look at the speaking part. Verse 11. Whoever speaks is to do so as one who is speaking the utterances of God. Wow. Whoever speaks is to do so as one who is speaking the utterances of God. Now listen, I, I go on and surf the TV and I see all kinds of preachers on TV. And my, my gift, one of the gifts the Spirit's given me, the top one is discernment. Discernment's never given for judging. Discernment is given for praying and for helping protect the body of Christ. But listen, I hear some of these guys on TV, they're not preaching the word of God, y'all. They're just giving you what they think, what they're talking about. They never even hardly refer to the word of God. And listen, the word of God, faith comes from hearing. Growing comes by the word of God. And so a man can be a great communicator. He can be have the charisma. He can have a church that has 10,000 people in it. But I'm going to tell you, he's not preaching the word of God. He's not speaking 
the utterances of God. And listen, I've been taught old school, the old way, which is the way of preach the word. That's what Paul said. He said what? Preach the word, Timothy. Preach the word. Be ready. Preach it. People ain't going to like it, but in the last days, some will want to have their ears tickled. So they'll gather whoever they want to have their ears tickled. But you know what? When I hear the word of God and it shares to me that, hey, I've gifted you, I've given you a gift. It's not for you to brag about, but it's for the common good. It's for you to glorify whom? We're going to see it right here. Whoever speaks is to do so as with the hosts of God. Whoever serves is to do so as who is serving by the strength which God supplies. I love that. Man, I, I saw everybody out there working, working, man, we were sweating. I mean, we looked, some of us were sweating so bad, we, we wouldn't have wanted anybody to see us at that time. Junk all over us, I mean, limbs, sweat, pouring, dirt, all over that property yesterday. But I tell you what, I, I know my strength began to go down a little bit, amen? Some of us yesterday evening were tired. But when God gives us a serving gift, even though we might be tired, he gives us that strength to get up that next day. To keep going, to keep working, to keep be faithful to the kingdom of God. Why? Because it's not my strength that is at work, it's his strength. It's not my might nor my power, it's by his spirit, says the Lord. And even when, even when we do anything in our giftedness, the word, and I, uh, the word that was given to us, it says, not by my power nor by my strength, but by his spirit. By his spirit. He gives us the strength. And why does he do this? He supplies all the strength to us so that in all things, all, y'all, all means all, all things, God may be glorified through Jesus Christ. So we've been given a gift, whether it's serving or speaking, and we've been given that special gift so that for the common good, so that what? We can serve others, and they can be lifted up. And that we can glorify God through his son, Jesus Christ. That is why we have spiritual gifts. And this fires me up about where we're headed over these next few weeks. It's amazing when the body of Christ begins to exercise the gifts that it's been given. Whew, watch out. Because great, great things are about to happen. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for our time that we've had. And Lord, I just pray that you now take the words of your word that's, that's been spoken today, the word of God, which the Bible says the grass withers, that grass that we cut and we weeding is going to wither. The flowers that we plant are going to fade. But the word of the living God is going to last forever. Your word I have hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you. Your word.